With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donskoy. I'm Henry Larson. I'm Peter Torepko, and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, we're back again. It's Roland Garros day four we're going over and we had the big guns going through there didn't we yesterday Rafael Nadal yeah he's like I thought you were talking about Dominic team mate is he not a big uh, gun now he's a big gun as well we, all the guns are coming out at the moment apart from Sasha Zverev he's keeping his guns in his holster at the moment and uh maybe we'll get to see them latter in the tournament as we did in the US Open Mate, he's going through. That's the main thing. And we've seen with Zverev, like, uh, he's not always played his best tennis in the past, but he's found the way to get through events. And uh, especially in the fifth set, he's one of the best players. Who was that guy who was on the live... Yeah, who's six the guy on the live podcast talking about how when he gets to a fifth set, he's like ridiculously good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what they asked him in the post-match interview. And one of the reporters was saying that Roland Garros, I think, especially six out of six... For a five set win, like five set matches, oh. five set wins. So, and then obviously you saw he was very unlucky in the US Open against Team. He could have potentially had another one there, but he had a couple of five setters that he won there as well. So, yeah, uh, well, slow it was also asked, one of the others. One of his other responses was saying how the reason he feels like he's so good going into the latter uh, stage of these matches is because he feels really fit. His fitness, he feels just yeah. sky high. He doesn't. Uh, he's not struggling physically afterwards. And uh, even after that five set match yesterday, he was saying that he feels he feels ready to go again. And that oh, is yeah. a big plus, man. Especially when you go into five sets to be ready for the next match, which, as you know, comes so quickly. Um, yeah. So if physically you can be there, and then you can match that mentally, and obviously Sverev's got the ability as well. You put all these things together, and yeah, he could have a good tournament. Well, he should have a great tournament, really, considering he got to the final of the US Open. 
Uh, I just think he needs to cut out this slow starting. I know he's got the fitness. He should have the fitness. He's only, what, like 23, 24 years old. He shouldn't be getting tired at that age. Um, you just don't want to see him use up any needless energy, really. I mean, he's getting to five sets all the time. He doesn't need to. He's got the ability. He's got the skills. And he was playing yesterday, uh, Herbert, who is a good player, but someone's Zverev should be wiping the court with really and he just allowed him back in the game time and time again and Mm. similar to what he was doing at the US Open slow starting and he's always fighting an uphill battle all the way through the match until he gets to the final set and he suddenly was turned it on it was seemed like the fifth set was relatively easy I don't know credit to Herbert he was actually class like, I really yeah. enjoyed the match him at the net he's one of the best players on tour in my opinion obviously yeah. we know how how good of a doubles player he is with Mahut yes. uh, in fact I think he's probably one of the best ever in terms of the way he keeps winning events and um, yeah he's extremely good and it was very evident in that match how well he how well he plays at the net and I really enjoyed the sort of matchup between the two there was a lot of camaraderie um a lot of times where Sverev is arguing about line calls and I, I just really enjoyed the whole uh, relationship between the two players on court and I thought they respected each other. Sverev maybe not so much when he <laughs> jumped over the net at one point to point at a ball mark. But uh, yeah, that's just more his it. frustration, I think. Should learn from Medvedev at the US Open. You can't be doing <laughs> Yeah, no, that. he's going to get fined heavily for that, I'm yeah. sure, right? It's just, is it really worth it? I just don't see the point. It. Well, it's one of this. It's done now, isn't it? So he's just going to have to focus on the next round and just hope that, well, he doesn't do it again. Otherwise, he's not going to have any prize money left by the end of the tournament. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, let's move to the comments because we've got a few of the usual suspects sure. here. We've got John. We've got Geraldine. We've got Joel. How you doing, guys? Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Um, and one of the questions I wanted to ask. Well, John was saying straight from the off, team's going to get knocked out by Stan. Wow, that's a very big shout, but... Stan, he's got to get through Kasparud first. Stan's come out, hasn't he? And he's said he thinks he could beat anybody at this tournament. And uh, he's liking the the heaviness and the slow... or the heaviness of the balls, the slowness of the courts. He said it's just set up for him to do well, this tournament. So watch this space. Stan could be one to really watch in this tournament, as we were saying yesterday. Yeah, yeah. No, I oh. think I agree. I think the way with the balls are and stuff, it's going to really suit the Stan Wawrinka. Um, I, I'm going to have to stick with the fact that I think uh, Rude's going to knock Dominic team out in the next round. But okay. I don't know. After seeing Rude the other day, that went to five sets as well against Tommy Paul. And uh, yeah. I don't know. We got two breadsticks served up in that match. So it's a bit weird. Was it five or was it four? No, it was five. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. five. Because, yeah, it was two bread. No, it was three breadsticks, mate. It was a no, breadstick he, he on either side. No, but he got served two breadsticks. Yeah, oh yeah, he definitely, yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there was three <laughs> breadsticks in the match. They were, had a little picnic. You need to get your breadstick count up, mate. <laughs> I know, mate. don't know what's going on. Yesterday, I just had a bit of a mare during the podcast and the... Uh, Obviously, like with my electricity and gas went off at home, and uh, my girlfriend was uh, a bit stranded, so I was getting emergency calls coming through during the podcast. <laughs> so I don't know what, yeah, not ideal, but we're here again. The gas and electrics back on, and uh, yeah, we're raring to go for uh, going through the, yesterday's results. Obviously, the yeah. uh, 
the main man was uh, in action yesterday. I thought there was a few more people that actually decided to come out and watch that match. Did you see that? Well, the rough uh, that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, it goes without saying, doesn't it, that despite the, all of the restrictions, people are going to be trying to squeeze into that court a bit more than the other ones. And yeah, he didn't disappoint, did he? It was the Rafa on the Dow that we wanted to see. And he's, well, well and truly turned up now, hasn't he? Didn't have to break a sweat in this match. Yeah, yeah massively, mate. He loved his <laughs> level big time. Um, what was the match before? Was it Jurisimov? He was yeah, yeah. he was okay. He did what he had to do. I thought Jurisimov played particularly br- a brilliant match. Um, yes. But Nadal was just kind of going through the motions a bit. Now he's sort, of, he's sort of arrived a lot more at Roland Garros. Like he looked good. He looked seriously good. Very. Um, McDonald had no answers for him. Uh, he couldn't really beat him in any department. Whatever he tried to serve up didn't work. And uh, talking about his serves, he uh, <laughs> even tried an underarm one. And uh, that was pretty funny, mate. That's why it sort of uh, inspired me to base the title on it. It was hilarious. Rafa Nadal, everyone's always talking. Let's, why don't you do an underarm serve against Rafa Nadal or Dominic team? <laughs> they stand so it. far off the baseline. This is you. This is a prime you. Not Just team. Against Dominic yes. team. Not Nadal. Not Nadal. Why not don't Nadal? We've he, said he in the, the last baseline. podcast, you know what happens if you try these things against Nadal. Robin Hasser tried it and it doesn't end well for you. Do not but, play games with Rafa anyway, Nadal. Anyway, he's tried one. Rafa Nadal, he's like a ball, just been let out, mate. He's, he's been he's, not, he's been starved for weeks, just been let out. All of a sudden, he's charged to it, hit an incredible forehand winner, and McDonald's just standing there like flat-footed, like, well, that was a waste of time. And um, to be fair, the execution was very bad. It was a really bad underarm serve. Like, it was one of them what hit goes deep on the service line and it bounces <laughs> up high. And to do that against Rafa Nadal... It was just a bit of a... It was quite comedic, I must admit. Do you think um, McD- uh, McDonald's coach was uh, t- training that one with him? Or what do you think? Mate, he looked- probably Wolf. I reckon Wolf was behind <laughs> it. <laughs> do you reckon Wolf? The physio. Oh, dear. Yeah, don't don't be taking those tactics if that's the case. Not against Nadal. I think no, that's but I think either. I think what was happening is... I don't think McDonald predominantly uh, plays many underarm serves ever. First no. time I've ever seen him do one. I think he just ran out of ideas. He couldn't do anything to get past uh, Rafael Nadal. And uh, yeah, obviously seen it. it's in the, in the news quite a bit. A lot of players trying it, so he thought, why not? But no, he needs to definitely perfect it next time. Um, wow. Rafael was asked about it afterwards, like uh, whether he thought it was disrespectful. And he was like, yeah. no, if, if you can if you can execute it well and it's a good tactic, he's very much in favour of it. Which is a nice, it's a nice sort of approach for him to have taken. Whereas um, in the past, everyone thought he was uh, very rigid and traditional in the fact that he's completely against it, no matter what, in any circumstance. I think they're trying to make the older players speak out against it. No one's speaking out against it because no one is bothered by it. Everybody, it's only the reporters who want to try and kick up. Everyone wants to try and cause a stir. Oh, is it disrespect? No, it's not disrespectful. It's the part of the game. Just get used to it. This is more people are going to become specialists at underarm serves and use them as a great tactic. Just get used to it. That's yeah, what yeah. I've got to say. So stop asking the stupid question. <laughs> Joel saying there in the comments, I'm assuming you're going to be discussing. Yeah, well, we did I'm yesterday. Glad he said that. No, let's talk about it now because a lot of stuff no. happened after the podcast. Like, yeah. um, obviously, when we were talking on the podcast, I think the situation was Irani was 6 5 up in the final set, serving for the match. Yeah. And um, you can literally watch the video of yesterday if you've not already. My direct quote was 
I don't think she's going to hold this. I'm pretty sure it'll be ending up in a tie break, to which it did. Yeah. Oh no, not a tie break, sorry, because it keeps going. No, it keeps going. It keeps going, to it keeps eight, going doesn't it? Eight, but six, I was I was anticipating the fact that she's going to get broken, which happened. And honestly, just what a pathetic excuse of a player Sarah Arani is. It's embarrassing, it's a, mate. It's she was a finalist. Was she not a finalist eight Open. years ago? Yes, at the French Open. At the French I Open. Believe it. She can't, can't serve the ball. I forget. There's a statistic how many times she threw the ball up, like mm. fouled ball tosses. I forget how many it was. Don't quote me on it. I think it's upwards of 30. And um, I think it was 40, 48 off the top of my head, but I'm not completely sure. It was absolutely ludicrous for a professional athlete to struggle to do that is embarrassing and there was times in that match where she was facing match point didn't know what to do I think there was a situation where she was 15-40 on her serve facing two match points and she's throwing up she's trying to do underarm (laughs) serves not as a tactic because she can't serve just to get it over it's just I think she'd given up at one point I think that just reminds me of me sometimes when I'm just like, oh, my second serve's not going. I'm just going to do an under. Yep. I haven't been a professional tennis player for 15, 20 years. It's no excuse. Mate, it's longer. Like, She's an experienced tennis player and it's quite frankly embarrassing. And in respect to Kiki Burton, she's someone who's coming back from an injury. We know how good she can be. And yeah. she was not playing well. She was playing really bad, I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, but the reason is she was playing quite bad is because she's injured. She's really struggling with a massive injury coming back. And then you've got the, you've got her the other side of the court mocking the injury. Did you see that? Mimicking well, the injury. Yeah. It's like bizarre, holding her leg, it? screaming, saying all these, I don't know, all this well, insanity. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I just don't... Well, there was just... That her on court, I'm not a big fan of Sarah Rani on court as it is. Just She's too... Maybe it's an Italian thing. Don't know. She's just screaming the whole way through the match anyway, just on every ball she hit. There was even one which was really bizarre when I watched her hitting. She's obviously so used to hit the ball with every time she hits the ball. But when it came, the ball, Burton's did a looping ball over and she thought it was going to be one she's going to have to hit hard. It sort of caught her up and she had to do a back step while she was hitting it and she obviously forgot to go uh, and then went like and made like a really weird noise i was like this is it's embarrassing to what i can't watch this match with the ball toss going behind your head like constantly now you're mocking an injured player now you're making weird noises for no reason get off my screen well after this the saga continues so she's then she's walked off the court after it's after it's ended. There was very little embrace at all between the players. I'm not sure if there was even a racket uh, clash or whatever they call it. And um, she just walked off. She swore in Italian. I'm not going to repeat what she said. And then with that, you think um, what's her name? Kiki Burton's. Well, you've, she looked quite. She looked in a lot of discomfort. Obviously, getting wheeled off in a wheelchair. Did you see that? Did you see that? Yeah, I mean, it's just. Bizarre, she was like mate. crying in pain. It was I've never seen uh, anyone make... win a match and leave in that fashion. It's pretty. It was pretty uh, damning. Yeah, and she's such a great player as well, Burton's. It's just sad to see her playing at a level which is so beneath her. Really, she you just see some of the shots she was unable to make. There was a lot going in the net. That when there was flashes of brilliance, she she wasn't was moving. She was not moving no. freely around the court, and the run hit... still couldn't beat her. She is hitting some good winners, but that she had to shorten points. But fair play to uh, K- 
Kiki Burton's. She went through, and I think the just winner on the day. I don't. I, even though I was backing Arani to actually beat her before the match, uh, I was quite glad she lost. Oh mate, I was over the moon. <laughs> and like Joel says, there, Arani ruined a brilliant day for the Italians because the Italians were playing some really good stuff out there. Yeah, they were. And we'll get onto um, that later on. I think both on the women's and men's side, they've had they had a good day. Um, Support, but yeah, yeah, where do you want to start? Should we go through some of these matches? Yeah, I wanted to just touch on this one. If we go back to the men's, yeah, one person that we'll keep talking about, and I think Pedro Martinez is looking so good. Like Kukushkin, I thought would put up more of a fight than this, but Pedro Martinez absolutely destroyed Kukushkin there. Yeah. You did Fred's, say it as well. You really did. You've been bigging him up for some time. I'll give you your. Seen him uh, your before this tournament and he's been playing so well against some really top players and I'm not surprised to see him go through but in this fashion I am a little bit surprised and I'm just excited to see now who he's going to face in the next round I'm going to try and pull that up if you just want yep. to maybe touch on one of the other ones while I uh, pull that one up yeah sure well we'll start from the top then we've got Gombos up there uh, beating Rodionov You'd expect him to be there, and he's yeah, a bit more definitely. of an experienced player. He was the clear favourite. Uh, off did okay. He took a set. Not really much to report on the match. I thought Gombos yeah. has been really impressive. Obviously, that first round win against um, Borna Koric uh, was like no one really anticipated that. And since then, he's kicked on and managed to win again. So he's into the next round. The Dominic team match was really good. Obviously, Dominic team jacks up. They hit the ball so hard. Like, I was looking at the ball on the court and I was feeling sorry for it, mate, watching it just go <laughs> back and forth, back and forth. It was really getting whacked around. and um, Definitely. It was a really interesting match, really. I think Jack Sock kind of threw it away in that third set tie break. He was up. I think he was 6-3 up in it. And, um, yeah, just bottled it a little bit. When, well, he just made unforced errors when he didn't need to. But fair credit to Dominic team. I thought he played a really good match and he did. Won, won some crucial points. So he's going to be into the next round playing. Uh, Even in that Kasper last, last set uh, tie break, wasn't he? He was 6 3 down, I believe. And then uh, managed yeah, to. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I just said. Yeah, apologies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, yeah when, he, when he rallied and that, those were the points when you just see the sort of champion of him come out. And yeah. he didn't really want it going to four sets. He didn't want that extra like set of tiredness to for the next round and for the whole week, really. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, he did really well to just finish that one off quickly. And now we've got a, what a treat, the next round. This is uh, Dominic team versus Kasper Rude, like you just said. And Kasper Rude, not as convincing as probably what we thought he would there against Tommy Paul. We touched on it at the beginning. Yeah, Five we didn't set. give Tommy Paul a chance. We didn't no. anticipate it to go that far, uh, especially losing two of the set 6-1. It's a bit bizarre. Uh, but Tommy Paul is a top quality player. Like He's kind of quite, he's one of the elite players on tour in terms of he can pull out crazy results. And when he's playing his best, he's a bit like um, Chris O'Connell. I put them in the yeah. same kind of bracket. They've, they're capable of pulling off one to set. They're really top players. They're just unable to do it consistently for a match to be considered one of the great players. Um, sure. However, saying that, fair play to him. He made it very tight. And Casper uh, did really well to stick in there because he's played a lot of tennis of late. And my biggest fear was going into that fifth set, a bit of fatigue setting in and uh, potentially him losing it. Definitely. Well, he's now got his work cut out for him in the next round. He's just played five sets and he's up against a fresh Dominic team and that's not going to be any easy match, that one. So I would see team probably steamrolling him. 
unfortunately. Mm. I don't know how fresh team will be, though, to be honest. Playing Jack Sock in the round before, he's someone who hits the ball so hard. That must take it out on your arm. I feel like three sets against Jack Sock can be equivalent to maybe four or five against a few other players on tour. Possible. Well, yeah, that was... Sorry, what was you going to say? I was going to say, but there was one, yeah, we sort of predicted both of those one, those results. We thought team would go through. We thought Rude would go through. Uh, thought Bublik would do better against Senego, to be honest, but didn't give the Italian enough credit, really. He's a really good clay quarter, and the underarm serves weren't working for Bublik this time. <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> went out. Go on. Uh, Frank was saying, Bublik hits some terrible underarm serves. And uh, yeah. I didn't actually watch the match, but I feel like, I don't know, I think he's a top player, Sonego, and he's someone yeah. we don't really talk about enough. I think he's maybe top 50 in the world, um, and he's another young player. Maybe not top 50, is he top Yeah, 40, 46. Yeah, he's top 50, yeah. So he's another young Italian player who's coming through. We've got so many of them, and uh, what a time, really, to be to be Italian right now. There's so many top players coming through and you've got even the likes of like Combasetti and stuff who aren't even at this tournament. And yeah. uh, the future's super bright. Obviously, you've got Sinna, Berrettini. We've uh, yeah. got Travaglia there as well, even yeah. pulling off great results. And there's a lot of result. them. Caruso as well. I think he's a very impressive player. Yeah, um, he's a little bit long in the tooth these days, but he's still a very good player. Travaglia, though, uh, I thought he would win this more comfortably. I don't know why. But really? Nishikori, yeah, I don't know why. I just thought he would take out... I rate Travaglia pretty high on the clay. And Nishikori, obviously, he didn't look amazing when he first came back. He looks decent against Dan Evans. But, uh, yeah, Travaglia in, in five sets. And it's great for Italian tennis again. Like two, Another Italian through. Well, Geraldine makes a brilliant point, actually. Sonego's pretty horrible on hard courts. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I think definitely. we've seen that maybe on a few occasions, a few like really shocking results against players who you'd expect him to beat. Uh, he's really like built-in clay court player, like one of these hardcore, you take him off it, he's a bit lost. Yes. I feel like uh, if Kyrgios said, it about, said the same comments he said about Karuno Buster on clay as he did for Sonego, no one could argue. <laughs> but the ones with Buster's just a bit ludicrous. That's definitely true. I, I totally agree with that. There's certain players like that, and you it's like a fish out of water when you put them on a different surface. But then you've got other players who thrive on all surfaces. Uh, well, apart from grass, maybe Diego Schwartzman. He's not the, the hottest prospect, but on hardcore... Yes, and, he's, he's a really still... top player, and he's just defying gravity all the time. Uh, <laughs> He's, getting, he's closer to the ground. He's got a closer centre of gravity, maybe. I always thought that when I was uh, growing up. I was like, do these smaller players, is it easier for them to hit it just over the net each time? I don't know if that's a thing or not. I always something Not really. Would... You'd expect it to be the opposite, right? I don't know, because they're sort of on eye level with the net, maybe, and they can just sort of, I don't know, just hit it just over the net. Maybe it's just a good hitting level for them just to get it just over, whereas the bit taller players might be taking it a different... I don't know. It was a s stupid thought I had when I was playing when I was younger, but maybe that was yeah, just my a, excuse. I think it's a stupid one. You should have saved it uh, for, your, for your own memory, mate, not for the podcast. Mate, I think I was probably just frustrated being beaten, beaten by small players. <laughs> I was trying no, to come I'm only up joking. With an I'm joking. Right. But anyway, we're going to write the top. Gaston win. That's a bit of a surprising one. Yeah. Uh, then Schwartzman as well, so comfortable and he looks really Easy. impressive this tournament. I feel like him and Wawrinka are the ones to watch. I was sort of wishing that I'd 
that was the other person I was going to pick for my dark horse, but I went with Shapovalov. I was because Schwartzman obviously beat Nadal. Mate, I'm not sure how good it's looking for Shapovalov. John just said in the comments that he's hit 65 unforced errors already. Yeah, but um, he's got that game, doesn't he? Like it, it, it's either do or die. You go with a hundred winners, and then you get like seventy unforced errors at the same time, or you, or you have days at the office where nothing goes in, and you end up with tons of unforced errors, and you go out. So you just have to. He's a bit, little bit like a Stan Wawrinka. If you Stan Wawrinka has an off day, you go out in straight sets. But if he has, if he's on, he'll take you out in straight sets. It's, it's very similar. Mate, when he's standable. What do they call him? Stanimal. That's the Stanimal. Stan the man. Anyway, let's go down a bit and we'll go through some of the others. Yeah, so we were touched on all of these ones. Oh, yeah, obviously the main one we sort of touched on. Alex Zverev there through in five. And Zverev, I noticed uh, somebody said in the comments, was it it Geraldine? Uh, Said, yeah, the embrace at the... Uh, the awkward embrace at the end of the match between the two. And it was very strange considering you just played like a five set match against someone. Normally there's a level of respect and admiration for each other, but didn't really seem like it at the end of that match too. I think it's very probably annoyed that the whole crowd were cheering for her bear. And uh, every time <laughs> Mate, I, hit thought, it- I had just thought the whole, their whole relationship throughout the match was like super interesting. Like they started off, like there was a lot of joking and he speaks German Herbert as well. So they're speaking in German a lot. And then as the match went on, Herbert was just having enough of his line calls, fair of line calls. And then he got a bit impatient with him. And then it was sort of built up to the end where he ended up losing it. And then I don't think he really cared about him too much. No, I think he just wanted to be dead. I think he was probably just knew that he was going to face the press straight after and they were going to question him for another five-set match against someone he should be beating easily. But that is what it is. He's through. Uh, yeah, this this one called it obviously i don't think it was that great a call but Correa knocking out benoit pair and yeah. benoit pair doing his brother proud mate yeah definitely but benoit pair not back to his usual self yet i don't think i'm, I'm not convinced he's back to his best yet but like Correa, really good though i was super impressed with him you'll be you would like his next round draw Correa as well Mate, we're talking yeah. about the, all the Italians. We didn't even speak about Cecinato. I know. Another we're going to come up. So you've got Cecinato and then Sinner there, but another few Italians gone yeah, for it. Yeah, we do. That's why I was going to just bring up who they was playing in the next round, just for you to uh, peruse. So we had, well, Cecinato is going to be playing Zverev in the next round. That's not an easy match for Zverev again. Well, Ita- Geraldine Ita- fancies Cecinato. Oh. You just stopped, sir. Can you hear second? me now? Yeah, yeah, you're back again. I yeah, think it, so. we, we're going to have this a little bit on the live streams. It's just the way it is. Yeah, um, but Gerald was saying, don't write off Chechenato. I think he's going to have a really strong chance at beating Zverev. Exactly what you said. <laughs> you know me, though. I'm always uh, putting Zverev down, but I always want to see him prove me wrong. But I could see him causing him some problems as well. We'll wait and see on that one. Uh, another one, like the Obviously, Yannick Sinner went through in style. I uh, watched that one last night. It's just far too powerful for uh, Bonzi. Bonzi didn't play bad, though. But Bonzi, in that second and third sets, actually had some really good play. He was hitting it. He, he realized he had to hit the ball so much harder to even win points against Sinner. And some of the winners he hit were really, really impressive, like some yeah. forehands down the line. And But Sinner, all in all, just better player. 
And, and yeah. he's gone through. And now we see Correa versus Sinner next round. And what a match that is. That's Mate, one... you would not think it. Sinner saying he's probably the more experienced man out of him and Bonzi. It's crazy <laughs> to see, but I feel like he is. I feel like he's been around like seasoned. on the top. Of, yeah, he's more seasoned. He's only been around for about maybe two years. I don't yeah. even know, but that's more than Bonzi. Bonzi's just, or maybe not even two years, like a year and a half. I don't even know how long Sinner's no. been around. But Bonzi is just, I don't know, predominantly a challenger player, I feel. Uh, yeah. He's made the jump, fair play to him, and he made a good account for himself, but which wasn't to be. Definitely did. Uh, someone that we didn't touch on was uh, Sebastian Corda. He's sort of been sneaking through and he took out John Isner, which a lot of people probably thought John, Big John would be able to get a bit further in this. But Corda's been looking, even from the before the US Open, he was looking really good, really strong. He's another young player. I think he's about 21 or 20, something like that. He had a really close match against Rusevori. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he looks really promising in this to beat isner uh three sets to one I, mean, I think you're on the wrong day though this is not no nah, it's oh, just was the it? top here sorry oh, right, yeah the top. there was a couple sliced off at the top there yeah he to beat john isner and not even going to a tie break once against john isner this is like pretty mad doesn't happen often to big john does it no no but yeah he's looking so good and i'm actually looking forward to seeing who he's going to play next in the next round which is it's going to be a real interesting one, Pedro Martinez. So that, well, I, this is the matches are starting to get really, really tasty now, and I'm really excited for the next round because some real big clashes by top young players as well. That one's going to be a real classic, I think. Uh, yeah, and uh, we obviously had it up there. We didn't touch on Taylor Fritz. We never seemed to speak to him. I think we did. About him, I think right? we did these ones yesterday when we was on the podcast because there was um, happening. They'd already we, been played. Yeah, we sort of brushed over them, didn't we? Because yeah. Vavrinka was playing yeah, at yeah. the time, wasn't he? But Fritz, he's somebody who's going through in straight sets, and we're not even spoken about. And against your mate Radu Albot, <laughs> I, I spoke about him yesterday, Fritz. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> we should uh, maybe. I don't know. I probably wasn't in the best headspace for yesterday's one. I probably <laughs> spoke about. It whilst I think you need to rewatch yesterday's one, <laughs> and then we must restart this one. <laughs> yeah. So Taylor Fritz, he will be up against in the next round Sonego. So that'd be quite an interesting one. We got Gombos versus Schwartzman. And yeah, like Geraldine just said, Albot loses, not a surprise. I don't fancy <laughs> Albot whatsoever. I know Jaron's very, very much against Albot, aren't you? And think he just needs to put a little bit more effort in. Mate, I just think he's he's coming to the end of his career where he just doesn't offer much on court. I hate to say it, I just don't fancy him much ever in any match. Should we have a look through the women's from yesterday? Yeah, yeah no, let's go to on. the women's. Spitalina, uh, that was a bit of a shock. <laughs> what happened in the second set? No, there I'm again. not actually that shocked. I'll be honest. I'm going to say that now. For me, that Zara Zua girl is really impressive. She's a top player. She's played a lot of matches as well since lockdown. And if you look at her record, there's a lot of wins in there. She's won a lot of matches. And uh, I feel like... Well, you could say probably yeah. the same about Svitolina because I think she's the winner of uh, the recent event in uh, France, right? The WTA yes. Strasbourg. So she's yes. in some good form herself. Um, so with that regard, you could say it's a bit shocking, but you can't dismiss or sleep on uh, Zara Zua. She's a really top player. She and, is. Uh, she made a good account for herself in this tournament. It's a name to, to, to look out for. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, Zara Zua, she is, let me just have a check, 23 years old. And... 
yeah, she's very bright Mexican talent. So obviously loves it on the clay courts and showed there. Svitolina doesn't normally get bagel by anybody. No. So that's a real achievement. And she should be proud that she even took her to three, I think. So yep. go away and then come back stronger. Yeah, one, and that one below is actually very similar in the fact that yeah. Podoroska's played a lot of matches as well yep, she of has. late. And she's been winning, well, one I think I called. everything. I, I called this one as well, which... Uh, yep. I was actually thinking, well, Podoroska, like you said, she is currently on a, oh, I'm going to try and go down the, maybe I can just share it with you and we can go yeah, through it Yeah, it's probably together. easier to have a look. Yeah, rather than me just trying to frantically count up how many games that she is. Uh, uh, Mate, just right. make an estimate. We'll just have a little look and be like, there you go. Yeah, just have a look at, I've got it on, I've got it on here anyway. So you can just have a look back through her recent form. And uh, as you can see here, since March, she's only lost three games. And uh, and you see the clay court form here as well. And she's been beating like Dodin, Bonaventure. Uh, who else has she been taking out? Dodin again. The core there. patch is that? I can't really see it. I think, she lost to the, I think she lost to the core patch, unfortunately. Well, Tamara had one of our good days there. And uh, yeah, but she's been playing well. Like you can see, this run of form that she's in at the moment, she's currently on a five... 10 match winning streak right now which is pretty impressive it's going to be tough to compete with somebody who's playing in such great form and putting yeah, savers yeah. you know how good putting saver is and uh yeah pretty impressive Podoroska. i think that she's one to watch maybe in the next round be interesting to see who she comes up against the I'll only thing to... to you can say she has played some good players in there but a lot of them are the more lower quality women's yeah. players. So more now we're in a guess. grand slam. You, she was obviously a big underdog even to be beating Putin Saver. Yes. So let's not big her up too much. She did very well. Uh, I'm not sure who she has in the next round, but it's going to be super got, tight. Uh, if I get this right, it's good. Schmeidlova. 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 And that's the one who knocked out Azarenka in straight sets. So that <laughs> be careful. Uh, with that match, I'd say <clears throat> it's not going to be an easy one at all. I reckon it'll be a free set of that. Could well be like when you're in that much form, even though if you've been playing lesser known players, when you're carrying that sort it's of the confidence, form, isn't it? It just brings a, it sort of boosts your confidence massively, and you go into it thinking you're kind of unbeatable. And that brings me to a, another match, which is actually on today, which I just want to touch on. I'll just pop it on the screen for us to have a look at. Uh, it's probably my match of the day for the women's. And, uh, yeah, it's a pretty exciting one, which is Rybakina versus Fiona Ferro. And this match, this is, I don't know, well, you can probably tell why it's the match of the day already. And I just wanted to just have a look through some of their form as well. And we know Fiona Ferro's form, this is going to rival uh, Podoroska's form, that's for sure. If you have a look down here and just go... When was the last time she lost? I mean, this is just crazy. I mean, she obviously had that amazing run when she won in, where was it, in Palermo? Yeah, yeah, Palermo, yeah. And before that, when she just came back, uh, this is ever, since she's come back, she's not lost a match. So it's still well, going. I think there's a story, isn't there, that um, was it not in, in her house that she's got um, some tennis courts built in her garden or whatever? And throughout lockdown, a lot of players have been having time off, but she's been playing like on repeat without she's not stopped at all like the lockdown's not disrupted her rhythm whatsoever no. she's been continuing to play 
And uh, on clay court, she looks formidable. In that uh, Palermo tournament, she was really good. Uh, yeah. She beat, was it, Contevi in the final. And uh, Sarah Rani was there as well. Yeah, she beat her with relative ease. Let's I wonder if she could start. serve that day. Oh, God, don't. I mean, it's just, she's just super impressive. And uh, she got past, obviously, Heather Watson. Heather Watson, I don't think she's best known for her clay court play. So that one, I, I don't know. The, I'm not going to judge her upon that performance. But this one, Rybakina obviously went through in, with style points in the last round. She was up against Sustaya there, turned 2 0, and one was a bagel. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be very interesting Mate, to see. They're I both wouldn't... really good players. It's going to be really tricky to see who's going to win. I would say my verdict is the fact that I think Fiona Ferro generally is a better clay court player. Rybakina is probably better and hard. Rybakina overall, maybe the better yeah. player. Um, she's still very young, she's higher in the rankings as well. Uh, but, but saying all of that, I think Fiona Ferro is going to beat her. And look at that. And they're like a massive underdog as well. Rybakina is a clear favourite in this match. So, I don't know. I'm swaying towards the lady who hasn't lost yet since she's come back. I mean, yeah. how can you uh, not? It's hard not to, isn't it? Yeah, Fiona Ferro, she's so good on clay as well. And I think uh, these conditions could suit her. And I, I do really fancy her to beat Rybakina. It's going to be quite tight. And if, if Rybakina plays at her ultimate maximum... I don't think Fiona Ferrer can win. But even if she's at like maybe 90%, I don't think that's going to be enough. And I think Ferrer will be able to beat her. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Rybakina's is the dark horse pick. So I'm obviously not trying to cheer too much for uh, <laughs> Ferrer, But it'd be amazing to see her continue that run of form. And yeah. uh, if we have a look, another person we haven't spoken about yet, uh, uh, Jeannie Bouchard. She's uh, still continuing this comeback that she's doing and uh, still playing really well. We went through yep. three against Gavrilova, which is pretty impressive. Another one there, Swiatek, I want to talk about. I think oh, she's a really good yeah. player. So Super good. impressive, very comfortable win there. One to watch out for, young as well. You've got Sakari, she's done super yeah. well. We know how good she is. And Mertens. Mertens yeah. has played probably more tennis than yeah. anyone since she's been back. Probably not Azarenka. <laughs> That's it. But she's uh, up there rivaling that and she's been super good since she's returned. Yes. Um, I tipped her, didn't I, to win Rome, was it not? I thought she would I win think Rome. So, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't to be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm not going to back her at all this tournament, but we'll see how she gets on. But the big one there, isn't it? It's Haddock. Yeah, there she is. She goes through again in a Romania. Well, yeah, she's just taken out our country person. It's fairly easy, just a break in both. But I thought she might go more convincing, but I'm guessing she's just getting through the draw. She's still not played that much tennis, don't forget. So she's still probably finding her feet, even though she did so well in the last tournament. Mate, will anyone stop her? <laughs> I mean, I can bring up the... Let me just bring up the draw and see who she could be potentially playing next. I mean... Yeah, then after that, guys, we'll probably go to the uh, live tough. tennis. I know Djokovic is playing right now as well. Tough match to have next. A look at that. Halep will be playing. And Nisimova, who you can see there at the top, went through so easily against Pera like with a bagel there. Mate, and Nisimova's been playing super good. Yeah. Uh, so, like you said as well, Swiatek, she's one to watch. But that'd be really interesting. She's against Bouchard in the next round. I'd expect yeah. probably Swiatek to to take that to be honest 
Yeah, I don't know if you want to go down right to the bottom. I'm pretty sure there was Coco Goff there. Was there not? Yeah, oh, yeah there, there is. is. Just there at the bottom. What a match Yeah, that so was. that's the last one we'll talk about. And that was, yeah, that was a really epic match. I'm kind of happy for uh, Televisan, to be fair. Another Italian yet again. Like I was saying, <laughs> yeah. there was even some success on the on the women's tour as well. Uh, Coco Goff did look quite good um, in the match, especially in the first set. Even in the third set, I'm not sure if she was up a break or not, actually. But there was a few dodgy line calls that really went against Trevisan. So I'm actually quite happy in the end that uh, she was able to win it because I think she did deserve it. Yeah, battle of the the youngsters, wasn't it, that one? Yeah, yeah. And no one's been, we've not been talking about uh, Sophia Kenin at all uh, during this. Well, she's playing right now, apparently. Uh, I think she went, went, went through and won the match. Uh, I'm not a big fan of her on clay court. So I think she was down a break. The last time, well, before the podcast, she was down a break. So she uh, must have clawed it back. Lester, should I, should, did you want to share this again? We can have a look at what's going on right this second. And yeah, yeah. wow, look what's going on there at the top with uh, the clay court specialist, uh, Kabayas Boehner, uh, up against Shapovalov. And my guy just hanging in there by the skin of his teeth. He's trying to force it. It looks it like it'll the- be a fifth set. And uh, I'm quite, I'm, I'm, well, I'm super happy that he managed to take that second set because it wasn't looking good. Boehner was serving for the second set. He got broken, went to a tie break. And uh, Shapovalov, I wasn't sure where his head was. He, had, he took a medical timeout again. So that's yeah. a, a ridiculous amount of medical timeouts. He's taken, I think he took three in the US Open. He took one in Rome. He's taken a lot of medical timeouts of late. And is it a tactic? Is, what's actually wrong with him? I don't know. It just seems a bit, it's a bit fishy to be fair, but you can't really uh, criticise him too much because it's in the rules, you're allowed to do it. So you've just got to respect the fact that that's what he's doing. It probably is a tactic. I don't doubt that. I don't think he really is injured, but it's hard to say. And with that, another one there, Garin just won. Just gone there, that's it. Match point and done. And Pullman's put up a little bit of a fight there, but Garin, clay court specialist and... Yeah, he's through to the next round. But obviously there, just above, Martin, he's gone through. Fuskovic is in straight sets too and in style. Uh, that's really great for Martin. Love yep. to see that. Uh, I, I'll be honest, I didn't see any other way of... I didn't see him losing whatsoever in this match. No, I didn't Ramos either. has not been particularly great. I think he's definitely... Well, he certainly has come to the end of his career now. I'm not sure so. if we're going to see much brilliant tennis from him ever again. Uh, he's been a brilliant service, uh, servant to the sport. Uh, but yeah, Fuksovic, <laughs> he's just, what an athlete, mate. He's just full of fitness. Like he can go yeah. the distance and it'll be good to see who he's playing next because I wouldn't want to play him. Another match point here as we're talking. Karen Hatchinov is there. He's got our match point in the four set tiebreaks against Yuri Vesely. Uh, well, he's got four match points. Can't see him losing from mate, here, surely. Man. And there you go. As we're talking, Hachinov <laughs> is through to the next round. Mate, we're getting through all the results. <laughs> That's it. So if we haven't had a chance to watch these, we have to go back and uh, have a watch. This one um, was one I wanted to get onto as quick as possible. Daniel Altmaier is destroying what it seems like. Two sets up against uh, Struff. I didn't see... I thought this would be a close game. I thought it'd be closer than this. This yeah, is, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm really impressed with uh, Altmaier. We know how good he is. I think yeah. he's like 180th in the rankings. Uh, but he's certainly got potential for me to be a top 50 player. Uh, he's got all the attributes. Um, and I think he's going to be It's going to be super exciting. Looks like he's coming back from that in, that horrible injury he had in 2019. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. 
but yeah, fair play to him. Hopefully he can get through and beat Struff. I'd like to see him in the next round. Well, he could be playing in the next round either Lloyd Harris or Matteo Berrettini in the next round. So that would be a very, very interesting match. If he was to come up against Berrettini, be, that's where you can really test yourself. How good are you mm, at this level? Berrettini, I don't know about these conditions. Yeah, I think it could really suit a Berrettini because he's someone who really hits for a ball as well. His forehand's yeah. pretty epic. And that's and what he not- relies on. Massively, not, like a, a, a solid serve and a, a brilliant forehand. Uh, he's not pretty good as well. He's got a great game, Berrettini, man. Like, yeah. he's someone who could really trouble any player. Just wish we could see him in a Grand Slam final or something sometime yeah. soon. Well, maybe this year. Maybe this year. Like, I think he, there's no reason why he couldn't do it. No, I think he'd he have, to, to... He have to beat Djokovic on route, though. Consistency. I think he's in his, uh, in his quarter, so he's going to have to beat Djokovic. He doesn't seem to be able to maintain the high level through five sets, and I think that's just where he's lacking a little bit. If he can, if he can do that, we could see him in a final, and I think it'd be great. He's he's a great character, I think, in the sport. He's, he seems to have a really top personality. He's just a seems like genuinely just like a quite a funny guy as well. I'm just like yeah. a very relaxed person, personality. Just where you just need more of these type of uh, people on the tour. You've obviously got to have the good with the bad. It's interesting to see the hotheads, but it's also interesting to see the smooth Italian who's just pretty funny and just likes to have a laugh as well. Oh, you've got Montero there as well. We didn't even touch on that. Yeah. But he managed to win three sets against Marcos Giron. Affected one. Yeah, and that's um, that's like really good as well because, yeah, that's the furthest he's ever got in a Grand Slam. Uh, the furthest any Brazilians got in a Grand Slam since 2011. And that was, wow. uh, do you know, can you guess who that was? The Brazilian in 2011. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. You're going to have to. Uh, you do know who he is. He plays now. Are we still playing now? God, you're going to have to put me out of my misery. Otherwise, I'm just going to have to just rack my brains and kind <laughs> of get of pressure on a, on a live podcast. It's yeah, exactly. Bellucci. Bellucci, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember him. Bit of an older yeah. name, isn't he? Yeah. But, yeah. Good player. So he's doing time. brilliant. He's repping for, yeah, there we go. Manuel Zegreg, he knew the answer. Maybe we'll do a few <laughs> questions like that every yes. podcast. And you guys can uh, see if you can guess it. And uh, yeah, like Joel says, Montero is sneaking, sneaking through unnoticed. He's a clay court specialist. He really is. top player. A bit of a warrior on court. And uh, the Brazilians have historically got a very good record at Roland Garros, so it's nice to see one of them back to uh, this historic tournament playing well. It'd be interesting to see who he has in the next round. Oh, it's not an easy one. <laughs> Martin Futskovic in the next round for Montero. So, no, that's exciting. That's going to be a really good match. That Montero one will be tough. Futskovic. Tough for both. I'm going to try match. and watch that one. I think I'd enjoy that. Yeah. And, well, as looking down there, and Andre is uh, losing to Dimitrov. We thought he might put up a more of a fight, but Dimitrov's so good on his... Mate, no, we both said that. Though. We both said a 3-0 Dimitrov. But we thought he, if he could squeeze a set, Andre on his best, but mm. doesn't look I like I don't know if it's... I said that, mate. I think Andre, it's just a bit of a no, too much of a gap. He's the level above, mate. Look at that. I mean, it's it wasn't far wrong. Come on, 7-5 in a tie break. Yeah, yeah I <laughs> guess so, yeah. And That's Sangren. a lot closer than what I thought it would get. See, Sangren, is your boy. Yeah, yeah, he, he's doing well. He's, he's such a good clay court player. Sangren, I'm surprised he's got so far already. But uh, yeah, he you never never be surprised if he comes back and it becomes a five set epic with Sangren. There, oh, it happens very often. 
As, yeah, as yeah. we're speaking there, look, Carino Buster has just taken the first set against Guido Pella, two great clay quarters going at it. And Carino Buster, he'll be looking to try and get into another Grand Slam semi if he can as well. Yeah, yeah, Make for sure. And the big man there, world number one. He's up a break in that first set. And Barankis is going to be a, uh, well, it could be a quick afternoon at the office for him. Yeah, what do you guys think about the Djokovic match? Is anyone watching it right now? Uh, it looks like it's relatively comfortable so far. Wouldn't, wouldn't be yeah. surprised if it's done in three sets in about an hour, an hour's time or something, mate, if I'm honest. The way Djokovic has been playing, I don't see him troubling them at all. And if we look at the women's, the one I want to talk about actually on there is Ostapenka. Yeah. Really super impressive. And obviously it's that Caroline Pliskova again. Yeah. We've already shared that. I don't, I don't want to say hatred. <laughs> That's a no, bit it's strong. Just disappointment. We're just disappointment. We're not really. We're not big fans of her. And Ostapenko hit. Um, I forget the number now. I think it was. I can bring out and just tell the, you what. Have a look at her winners. Okay. She hit, yeah. The, the big, the big difference in that match was the amount of winners she was able to yeah. hit, and she was just. Yeah, she hit twenty-seven winners. So it was, it was a really good match to and nine. Pliskova. Yeah, and that was the difference in that match. Um, Pliskova was in it. But Ostapenko is pulling out some really good shots. And we know what Ostapenko's like. When she's on, she's on. Yeah, yeah. Like when she's finding the line, she's okay. Because she's always going to go for winners. But it's just whether or not she's finding it in the court or not. Yeah, yeah. She's just like a bit of a, not a loose cannon. But she's like, when the cannon's firing in the right direction, it's unstoppable. But yeah, sometimes yeah. it can just go a bit erratic and well, go all yeah, over the place. Yeah, someone's un- unscrewed it a little bit. Yeah. Just go <laughs> Literally. But it seems like there's two personalities. There's the Carolina Pliskova who plays the rest of the year and then the one who plays in Grand Slams. Can't she? Can't the other one turn up for the Grand Slams once in a while? It's just getting a bit of like boring watching her go out when she's seeded so high every time in these tournaments. Yeah, another one there. Kvitova playing really well, and yes. uh, the one there's really disappointing. Towson's gone out. Yeah. I've been bigging her up so much. I think I've cursed her already. Yeah, yeah I thought she would. I, I really didn't think she could win, but maybe it is a bit, too, a little too much too soon. She's only what seventeen. Yeah, is exactly. she not? And um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brilliant uh, match against Brady. I'm sure that did take it out of her. I think it was like eight six, yeah. eight six in the final set. So Collins is uh, so good as well. Mentally and physically, that would have been very tiring for her. Collins is a, it's a real step up, I feel as well. So she'll be proud of what she's done. She's probably earned a nice packet from yeah, what, yeah. what she has done this week. So she'll be going away, probably head held high and a nice healthy bank balance to to boot. So yeah. Uh, look down Sabalenka she went through and Kenin went through as well in three so which yeah. other ones have we got we got Fernandez got Leila Fernandez that looks like a, fifth, a third set isn't it that's going to be yeah. inside of there and uh, Bedos is beating Sloane Stevens hmm, interesting the Spanish though would it, I don't know I would probably expect this to be a quite a tight match but Bedosa to maybe come out on top mm. and then the TIG the TIG's on. Come on, the TIG. Come on. <laughs> She's up against Pale. And uh, yeah, we're hoping the TIG goes through because we want to see the TIG do well. Uh, one yeah, we, lo- wanted, we love the TIG. One I wanted to say today, which was sort of one that I was looking at other than Rybakina and Ferro, which you see down the bottom there, that we spoke, spoke about already. The other one I want to touch on is this one. Christina Pliskova taking on Garbinia Muguruza, and 
I think we could see an upset here today, and that's what I'm going to say. I think Pliskova can show her sister how it's done. And <laughs> I, take I disagree. Out. I think Muguruza's going to do her. I think Muguruza went to she went eight six in the final set of the last match, and I don't think she was looking that convincing. I don't think she's looked convincing on clay since she's come back. I think Christina Pliskova. Been I think more it, she, she's someone who needed. She needs a long match. I feel Muguruza. She needs yeah. to sort of feel herself into a match a lot, a lot more because we know how much ability she has. And I'm hoping that she's able to sort of transcend that in this match. And I think if she does, if she's firing, Pliskova doesn't have a chance. Yeah, it's going to be real tough for Pliskova. If she's on Muguruza, it's not going to be uh, an easy match at all. But Pliskova has been playing very consistent tennis. And that's what I like to see from her. Something her sister could uh, take note, really, and... I think I think it could be an upset. It might go to three, but I think we could see Pliskova take this. That's just Fair my enough. my shout. Yeah, apparently uh, Djokovic. Everyone's saying uh, Brankis is a sitting duck out there. Could uh, well be. What else did they say? Geraldine uh, said almost as easy as the Weimar match was. <laughs> no, it's no no surprise. And he had a little. Uh, Do you see Djokovic in that match as well? He was having a little bit of a problem with his. Is it his elbow again? So yeah. this is like the injury which ruled him out that he never got surgery on as well. And yeah. I hope that we don't see a recurrence of that injury because it's going to be super disappointing if Novak Djokovic has to leave another tournament early but we don't get to see him give it his full like whack, really. Mate, I still want to see a, a Rafa and a, a Djokovic final. Although we've talked about all these brilliant other players. It would still be pretty epic to see that in 2020. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, I think we're going to wrap it up there, guys. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, I've enjoyed it. Indeed. I'm sure ben has as well. Yeah, if you haven't, uh, yeah. Obviously, we love having you guys on. It always keeps throwing in all the questions. We love answering the questions. And uh, yeah, if you haven't liked this video, please hit the like button. It just helps us out so much. And if you haven't subscribed yet, obviously hit the subscribe button. Yeah, apparently Novak Djokovic with that's taken the first set in 22 minutes. So it's probably going to be over any any moment soon. We'll be back to All bed right. soon then. All right, thanks guys. We'll see you uh, tomorrow. Peace. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.